It's the Next Level Contractor Podcast. It's COVID season. Yeah, I'm talking about Mountain Dews, baby. Helping small businesses and construction companies like you be more profitable with better leads and better systems. We're coming at you every Monday at 7 a.m. with no bullshit in 30 minutes or less. So it's Tim Brown, and this uh, I'm super excited to have Lee Gall and Jarrett Thomas on. And we've got Sales Gun for Hire Lee Gall. We've got Jarrett Thomas from my pool rank, account executive there. Uh, talk to me about how you guys got to be friends and why you're so tight. Yeah, man. So, Lee, you want me to start it off, man? Sure, start it off. Yeah, so I, I joined iPool rank, what, about seven months ago, right around November. So during the process of the interviewing, he was the first person I spoke with. So he was already there, senior account executive, and then we just hit it off immediately. And from there, you know, once the interview happened, he just ended up hitting me on the side of LinkedIn, like, hey, this is everything you need to have to end up get this job. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. Then, you know, um, we started working together. And from day one, man, we went to a, a dinner. You know, our, our team had a dinner, and I ended up going there even before I started working. And then we just ended up, I drove him home, and we just sat outside thinking about how we're going to attack business for about three hours, drinking fireball shots, <laughs> going over <laughs> prospecting. Uh, you would think we knew each other for years, man. We would just drink it, yeah. and we just coming up with ideas, talking about life, and and then we just hit it off, man. And then we Love just said, the thing we're going to do is is attack social. And then we, you know, he put put us up to it. He would just put us up to it and just be, hey, let's record. No topic, no anything. Let's go for it. And then next yeah. thing, yeah. it's just... It just exploded. Um, you know, we were getting 10, 15,000 views from videos and text posts and people recognizing us on the street. It was just like crazy. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Man. Yeah, that's right. I do want to throw out the topic that we're going to talk about here, too. Just mix it in here at the beginning. Uh, we are going to be talking a bit about the big shakeups from the May. Yes. <laughs> algorithm update. We're going to be talking about what's happening, what's moving, how to deal with algorithm updates a little bit. And then after the pandemic, which I really like to be really positive about this and pretend it's going to be over in a month or two, it's just my vibe. It's just how I survive. Okay, I'm not I'm not a yeah. medical doctor, but this is <laughs> this is oh, me trying not? to be optimistic. Okay, I have to go then. I thought yeah. you were a doctor. I was going to try and get. <laughs> yes, exactly. We'll have the, uh, the the caveats at the end, but post pandemic, what what's going to change about digital marketing? What's going to change about uh, a lot of things? Uh, we're gonna, we might mix in a little about e-com and stuff like that since e-com is kind of having a moment and we don't do e-com. So if there's anyone listening to the podcast that needs that, uh, I think I pull rank, I pull rank does e-com SEO, don't they or no? We do. Yeah. Okay. So, awesome. Yeah. yeah full service agency. Yeah. We don't, we don't, we don't even touch it. So that's cool. And, uh, yeah, sorry, Lee go in. I, I just wanted to make sure people know what we're going to be covering as well. Yeah. Uh, but. Of course. No, I, that's, um, I mean, look, every Zoom meeting that I've had during this whole pandemic, the first 10 to 15 minutes is talking about the pandemic. It's talking yeah. about COVID-19. It's talking yeah. about, you know, how you doing, how you hanging in there. Because you can't deny it is, it's, it's not only just what's happening here in New York City, you know, like that's where I'm in Manhattan, uh, Jarrett's in the Bronx. Uh, you know, and we're basically in the epicenter. Um, so everyone is talking about it, but it's not just here. It's the whole globe. 
Yeah. So you can't, it's not just small talk. It's kind of refreshing to have something in common with everyone. Yeah. yeah first that's of all. True. Whereas, you know, before you'd be like, Hey, you know, somebody gets on the phone with me and they're like, Oh, did you see the sports ball game? I'm like, I yeah. don't really. No, I don't sports. know. So, so we're out. Yeah. So that's one thing that we're, we yeah. don't have in common. Um, <laughs> you know, but we all have this in common. And, and I think yeah. it, it makes a lot of sense to, to dovetail into the talk about, you know, the new reality in that context, because, you know, I think digital marketing is definitely going to change. Um, not that it isn't always changing, but it's definitely changing now because yeah. <clears throat> companies that ha- had an existing kind of e-commerce infrastructure uh, strategy in place, you know, they're doubling down on that or if yeah. they're smart, they're doubling down on that. But if you don't have that capability as the type of business um, that, that you have, um, we're going to witness the mass you know, mass, uh, collapse. And that's something like, I, I get so scared of cause it, you shouldn't like it's outside of our control, but I don't want to see these businesses go out that way. It's so sad. You know, like, uh, it's, it's not something that they did. They, they hustled their ass off and then they're yeah. getting hit. I don't want to see people take 40%, 50% hits. And like, I have clients, we have clients and this is such a weird thing, but we have clients right now that are doing well. Yeah. Like that are in industries that that other people are taking forty percent hits, and they're doing yeah. well. It feels weird. I feel guilty. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's strange. I was gonna say a good example of that: is the travel sector. Think of like you know, um, Bookit.coms and those type yeah. of sites, right? They had a great digital presence, but look at what the world happened around us, right? They're, that's true. Yes. Yeah. It depends. No, on exactly. Yeah. yeah. So there's definitely some people that it just doesn't matter. <laughs> it's like yeah. if you're in travel or restaurants or whatever, there's nothing that you did wrong that, and there's nothing yeah. that you could have done, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, and yeah. especially restaurants are so dependent on cash flow. And who Man. has about six months as far as a restaurant of cash flow to keep operating with all this going on? Oh, yeah. We've had yeah. like in in a two-block radius from my apartment, we've had like five comp- uh, five businesses go down already that I know of. And those are just the ones that like mm-hmm. made announcements, you know? The lagging indicator, you know, New York is, is being, you know, was hit really hard. We're now mm-hmm. on the, the decline right now. I think there'll be another spike, but I mean, I don't know, but... Um, in smaller places, you're starting to see it, you know, actually happen in places that, that didn't think it was going to happen. Um, and I'm, I'm worried that especially as we start opening things up, you're going to see those uh, second spikes where people, you know, like all it takes is there being some kind of event or, or gathering, you know, whether it be like a, a religious gathering or, or something like that, um, like a graduation or something yeah. where, suddenly 50 people get, get infected, you know, and, and out of those 50, you know, five die. Well, you know, that's, that's terrible. And, um, no, absolutely, man. And I, I hope you're, I hope you're wrong. I do too. So we're on to the big shakeups of the May update. Um, what have you guys seen? Have your clients been affected by this? In in our case, I don't know. I guess it hasn't affected the niche that we're in as much. Yeah. So I like I saw big things like from you know I don't know if you guys are part of all these like Facebook groups for SEO and like you know obviously the LinkedIn influencers and stuff like that. But I see like people are like this is the biggest update of all time, and I'm like, 
I'm looking for it. I'm looking for it. I didn't see it. So I don't know. Did you guys have some of that shakeup and, and how? Two big winners out of this, right? Big yeah. brands. And then there's going to be news and things like that, right? Yeah. And the reason why, because Google has AI machine learning models and they're taking into account how our new consumer search behaviors, right? Yeah. Cons- consuming content, how we search for things. Two months ago, we weren't looking for in- indoor trampolines. You know, what I mean? yeah, yeah, <laughs> I wasn't yeah. looking for that for my two-year-old, but now yeah. I am. Right, you know what I mean. So, really, I I kind of compare it to the pandemic. Really, is like before we when it first happened, you have to assess how it affects you personally, and yeah. then you have to create a strategy around it. Right. So, what are people? What is my customer looking for, and how can I create content or better serve them? And I think as long as you yeah. keep to those core principles. It's it's the same thing, right? So you yeah, just, and I think yeah. I think they were saying that there's some big shakeups on local search and maps. Um, yeah, there, a lot of medical sites got uh, positively affected by, it, especially like reputable ones. Yeah. Um, whenever these happen, I, I see it happen a lot. Where like you know the brand and the bigger sites kind of get a win. Yes. Because because well, there is trash on the internet, right? Of course. There is a lot of like bad websites that publish shit information. So Google's like, fuck you. You go down. Uh, These people that are reputable get up and then the the sites around them that they're linking to also get a a boost. And then like, it's so funny because this, they say this every single time one of these updates happens, but thin content is losing. Oh God. Thin content is losing. Okay. It's not yeah. unusual. They say that every single update, but it's so funny yeah. because literally ev- like every site I looked at about this uh, topic said that thin content. Yeah. So don't have thin content, but that's literally right. the same thing that they say every single time. Exactly. It's funny though, because, you know, I, I, um, I like to believe, or at least I assume that the algorithm is driven by what's happening in the world. Right. Yeah. So like Jared had mentioned, you know, um, it's, it's very likely a byproduct of how search has changed during all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the big winners, two of the big winners actually were uh, the Google play store and the Apple app store. Mm-hmm. And probably because a lot more people are home on their phones. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of people are, are trying to keep their children entertained and probably yeah. downloading all kinds of new apps. Um, so you see that there. Uh, but I, you know, and I'll reference, um, you know, Mike King and, and I pull ranks kind of philosophy because I'm familiar with it is when a big algorithm change happens, you don't just try and react to it. You have yeah. to sit back and, yeah, and I, see, you know, exactly. okay. Cause a lot of people jump up and, and start creating analysis. And I think that first, that first kind of hours or days, um, well, it's interesting to have something to read about. Yeah. There's no real legs in any of that because yeah. number one, you don't have enough of a sample set. You don't have enough time gone by. You can't look at historical trends and you also, you know, numbers can tell different stories based on how you want to slice and dice it. Um, so this is so funny because that's literally like the, it takes a while to analyze. This is literally like my next bullet point. Yeah. <laughs> so I love that. <laughs> so I won't yeah, well, say what you said, but I agree. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's it. So, you know, like it, I think people want, especially SEOs want content yeah. to read and they want content about the, the, you know, Oh, this is the biggest update since Florida too. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess every update is the biggest since Florida. You know, EAT is the biggest one. And if you get hit by it, yeah. then you want to read something. Yeah. That's when people yeah. really get desperate for content about this stuff. Cause I have been hit by one of these before. And like, you just look at every article that comes out. Cause you're like, dude, I'm trying to figure out and, what happened here. And it's an exercise in, in, uh, in confirmation bias, but yeah. it doesn't matter when you're in the moment, you're like, it's got a, is there not anything on Google about how Google yep. is fucking up Google for everyone at Google <laughs> who's trying to get yes. on Google? Like, <laughs> I love no, no, that. I heard, this, I heard you like Google, so I Googled Google so you can be, a, you know. You, uh, yeah. when, it, when it is time, let's say in the next two, three weeks, a month passes by and it is time to, to look. I have some like ways to think about this and ways to analyze it for people who, if they do get hit, let's say you, you've been doing everything right in your estimation, but you get hit by this, you look at month over month, or let's say in a three weeks, two months ago, and you compare the same day of the week, which is hard right now with, uh, with Corona because other stuff is going on that affects traffic. It's not just algorithm updates, uh, but you look at that, you look at what pages lost out, and yeah. you try to parse out with your, you know, humanity about what, yeah. if it might not be related to the algorithm update, it might be related to uh, Corona search intent and, and different yeah. mood. Exactly. Or it could be related to maybe the SEO team had to get furloughed or fired because, <laughs> you know, like, yes. because of the evidence, right? Like, That's there's true. so many factors, especially yeah. now. It, yeah. it makes the algorithm update that much more on, on, digestible yeah it's super annoying that they did this in the middle of all this yeah yeah right right i know i mean but if if you do identify how it might represent those shifts and you like it's really important to be human about this and understand how it might play into some of those other factors but you can apply what you learn i feel like i learn more from losers in a lot of ways like i learn more from what lost out in these shifts like if there's three pages that got hit really hard i can kind of see what they're doing wrong. Like, like I was using an example of like, if there's one, these three losers had like 20 images on them and the rest of the pages didn't, let's say your top 10, you got three pages that lost. They have 20 images on them and the other ones only have two. Like that would be, that's probably unlikely because I think Google loves images, but yeah. uh, that, like you start to apply that, right? What's that? Yeah, they like their alt text on those images. I too. love that alt text, dude. I, dude, that's how I won like 10 years ago when I optimized my first blog post or whatever. The way I won was just I did all the alt text and I named my images with the dash between them with yeah, like yeah. 20 keywords. And Google was yeah. like, and like everyone thinks Google's so smart and Google's like, yum, 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 yum. Yeah, yeah. I love that alt text. <laughs> I love those named images. So I still do that to this day. I name them with the dash. I get all into the keywords. Yeah. Really, yeah. And then you hit up Twitter and John moves like, uh, oh, it's not really a ranking factor. You're like, oh my God. No, we don't even use that. Yes, I love. It's so funny because I had websites or index them actually. Yeah, like they say, (laughs) I love these guys. They're fine. They have their best. They have their best interests in mind, not yours. And they say a lot of things. (laughs) <laughs> they say yeah, a that, lot of things and that's not to, to trash on john really. no i am not saying that please do not but think i'm the, saying that no no but he's but he's the one that everyone looks to and i yeah. think it's almost like he's got the secrets 
And he's yeah. like, um, how do I tell people to just stop worrying about that? Like, yeah, without giving them too much real useful information. <laughs> That's basically it. There's just, they, they say the same things. It sounds like somebody, to be honest, okay, he's never going to listen to this. It sounds like somebody who doesn't even know that much talking to me when, it, when I listen to an hour of that. That's really mean right. to say, but it literally sounds like he doesn't even know what's happening on the algorithm because I feel like right. I know how to, after I listen to him, I feel like I could optimize a page better than him. If he applied what he said, I've done the tests. Yeah. I've tested shit. You know, hundred times. I, I will, yeah. I can sound like the top SEO um, in the world right now. If you ask me what to do in face of this, uh, this new algorithm update, let's do it. I just would say, uh, all right. You know, you really got to focus on great content. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. And create true. Create in-depth, comprehensive content from subject matter experts. And then those, <laughs> those items will earn links naturally without any extra uh, manipulation of the SERP. Yes. Now, do I write my content as if the end user is a bowl of carrots? Or does it have to be written for people? We're going to do it for humans. <laughs> oh, you have to write it for humans too? Dude. I should be writing this down. I need. Yes, exactly. I love that. So, okay, guys, we got, like I said, it's a short podcast. So post pandemic, what do you think the rethink is here? Like, like I said, I try to be optimistic. I try to, I try to imagine we're going to slowly taper off. I see some data indicating that, but I might be wrong. Yeah. If there is some taper off, we go down and let's say three months from now, we've got a very flattened curve and people are coming out of this or just think about it the beginning of 2021. What, what has changed? I like making predictions. Yeah. Uh, I think what has changed is um, unfortunately the expectations of, of, you know, the economy, I think there's going to be a lot more top of funnel content, um, way more. And, and I, and I think, I hope that people are going to come out of this thinking less about business and thinking more about how they can make the world a better place. I, th I think I see some indications of that. I hope that's what happens because you know what, if you don't, if, if you don't have a business that's, that's tenable in the new reality, um, what else are you going to do? We'll say you got to start all over. Hopefully when people start all over, they start all over with a passion uh, and, and concentrate on something that they can really do to help make the world better. I, I, I hope that's what happens. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think more so it's, I even hate, I don't even want to say pivot because I hate that goddamn word now. <laughs> <laughs> but it's yeah. right. It's all about how you adjust. You know your customers better than anybody, right? And right now, there's so yeah. much growth opportunity because every market and every segment is changing. So mm -hmm. it's really, you know, not without shifting your entire business, knowing who your customers are, looking at different keywords, right, that you could be attacking it, and maybe conquesting, right? In terms of the content, like Lee said, all top funnel content, you teach them how to fish and they'll learn you sell fishing poles, right? So yep. just inform them, right? Do a lot of DIY content. You're selling lamps, right? How does your lamp look in this space if you do X, Y, and Z? Up, instead of talking about office furniture, you're talking about your home furniture, right? About your new office, dealing with the new normal, right? What's the, yeah. how to be effective in that space? So you come up with content like that, right? So that's really just adjusting. If you're sending the same old marketing messages, you're being insensitive, you're not empathetic, you're just going to fall flat. 
you know, unfortunately. Yeah. And that's just really what a, a big thing is. So hopefully post-pandemic, we do go back to normal. Everything should be digital. You should be thinking e-com first, right? How do you build your digital presence? A presence? How do you build your brand personally? All those things are huge factors. If you didn't have those things now, you, you know, you're fighting a, a huge, huge, you know, climbing up a huge hill. Yeah. No, for real. And well, so we talked to a lot of roofers because we have roofing clients and stuff like that. And they were all door knocking before this. And so Mm -hmm. if you're physical only on your biz dev side, like I think there's, there's a weakness in that. And I need my systems in place for getting leads without physical stuff. Right. Like I need to be able to do that. That's some obvious stuff with the video consultation and stuff like that, but people didn't have it in place. So, and there will be an opportunity for people to continue some of that. Uh, yeah. The e-coms win, wins, like, I think it was, wasn't it like 80% up or something? E-commerce sales, 80% up. Retail took a massive shit. And then, but like, mm-hmm. I'd say 30 to 50% of those, this is a, just, I like making guesses, right? 30 to 50% of those people stick with the new options that they found. Like, like uh, they were getting groceries from Walmart. Like they stick with that maybe because like they stick with the online ordering because of the ease of use. And a lot of people just discovered all that. I think they stay there. Um, But even, I I think the one where, like even thinking about that before. So think about the roofer who's just getting digital now. Like why weren't digital 2010, 2015, right? Because there's one word about that is scale, right? If you could scale it, that has more revenue, more leads, more everything. So why are you knocking on doors? And then you're not even getting data to know more about your customer. You just know this dude wasn't home. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, exactly. You should be thinking digital edge any business right now. Right. Everybody's on the absolutely either just scale. You think about scale, you need more business opportunities, more leads, more everything. It is going to be super hard to do anything physical. Yeah. We should should have that mindset five years ago, but now it's really like the flashlight is on you and it's like do or die time, you know, survival mode for some of those businesses. Which is scary as a, as a marketing agency, sometimes to hit, to feel the urgency that hard with people. It is, it is scary because we feel it out for our clients a little bit. And the ones that have been doing this for three years, obviously have just this giant advantage. And the ones that started six months ago, it's like, guys, <laughs> this is patient. Yeah. Like SEO, I'm, we're SEO, we're SEO focused. Like it's yeah. patience and SEO is yeah. a long game, but it's like the urgency is smacking them in the head. So it's, it's yeah. tough. Yeah, if you think about the types of, of um, clients that, that you said you deal with a lot of contractors and things like that, roofers, you know, and they do a lot of IPP or in-person prospecting. And if you don't have that anymore, well, what do you do? Well, there's so many different factors yeah. to, to consider. How do you pivot um, yeah. into that new reality, right? Like, are you doing direct response? Are yeah. you sending mailers to people? Yeah. If you're sending mailers to people, is the post office going to be bankrupt in six months? Like, <laughs> what's going to happen, yeah. right? Like, exactly. it's tough, man. So. If you don't have your local business or my business pages optimized, if you don't have that's big right now too. Huge. The GMB man, Google My Business, like you can do a lot with that. You can make that thing. You can steroid out your Google My Business. That is a place where I think I I see a lot more opportunity for us as SEOs to get better with, and I'm I'm trying to learn more and more about that. Yeah. Yeah. I I I want to talk about a quote I saw from Steve Toth on LinkedIn today. Today, Steve Toth, SEO guy, awesome, awesome dude. Uh, he said a lot of people think SEO is getting harder because how much that Google has advanced 
when really there are two main reasons. So people think Google is getting really, really, really smart. But there are two main reasons. An increasingly cluttered SERP uh-huh. and lower click-through rates and the fact that more and more people are producing amazing content, especially on established sites. He says the moral is to build links or will you, you will have no chance one to two years from now. I think that this is an important point because yeah. traffic is harder. Traffic is harder to get. We've produced twice as much content in the past year and a half, but we have like 20% more traffic. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so it's like, why is that? Because the, the competition is fierce and there's a lot of clutter on these goddamn search engine results pages. Uh, all the ads, the local services, there's the, the map, there's the, the um, schema, what is it, the feature box, there's the, uh, all the craziness that really pushes yeah. the main search results down half page. And this is because Google doesn't have your best interests in mind. They have their own. Yeah, it's an organic sandwich now. It's like yeah. paid, organic, paid. Yeah. And that, that, that sandwich meat is getting smaller and the bread is getting huge. Yeah. 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 It's like that, uh, that, what's that fake meat that's real popular right now? Spam. Wait, spam? Spam? That's, no, that's real meat. Oh. Uh, no, it said like that, uh, wha- that something. Beyond burger burgers? That, beyond. Yeah. That beyond meat. It's like they're giving you beyond organic results <laughs> right now, but it's like, you can yeah. taste it like it's a little gritty. <laughs> yeah that's not real meat that's not well, real organic and they're always riding that line google's always riding that line because they don't want you to use a different search engine so they're trying to keep people on there right and they're they're i mean think about it they're uh featured boxes and they're other features those aren't really those are making the experience better on this on the search engine results page like i've mm. They are making it better there. I'm just starting to promote myself inside those things. I'm like, okay, so you're not going to send me any traffic. You're just going to give the answer. I'm just going to put my phone number in there then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or the FAQ yeah. box. I, I just throw my phone number in the FAQ schema. <laughs> it's like, all right. You serious? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. That's dope. <laughs> yeah, you can do the FAQ schema. I mean, I'll be real, dude. We just, I'm so happy with this. We just, I haven't rolled this out to clients yet, but we figured out how to uh, scale that out on WordPress where you've got the schema, mm-hmm. just the, the um, FAQ schema for every FAQ that we put out there on our service pages and our niche pages and our location pages and all that. Uh, it automatically applies the schema before we were doing it per page and using like uh, Matthew Woodward's like, uh, like generator. And now we're just rolling it out. And so it just automatically pops in there. So nice. Cause we have so many landing pages on our site mm-hmm. and we're pretty landing page heavy for our clients. Cause I like that high intent stuff. You know what I mean? Like this, and we're so service oriented that like landing pages for niches and cities, like roofers, like doing the five cities around them and stuff like that has been effective in our, in our, those industries. So. Hmm. Interesting. But yeah, you can throw a lot in those things. You can put the, you can answer all of their objections and then give your phone number at the end and they haven't even gotten to your website yet. Right. Hmm. Yeah. It's interesting, man. I, I feel like if I was, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I think sometimes like we do competitive shit that like, sometimes I'm like, 
I know other SEOs look at it and they're like, dude, what the fuck? These guys are like just hitting it over the head. Like they're, they're going so hard that like, they're kind of like borderline spammy. And all I think of, I've got this like North star of our client survival and, and success that I don't care. I don't care what they think. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. As long as we're being ethical and as long as we're, and I'm not saying ethical as in like Google's algorithm ethical. I'm talking like ethical, like, you know, people do that thing where they'll like inject links into somebody's website. Like as long as we're not doing that, (laughs) I feel good about it. Yeah. Yeah. You're not doing black hat stuff. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Anyways, I went off on a tangent there, but Post-pandemic stuff, we've got the May algorithm update. I really appreciate you guys sharing some of your experience in New York. I'll definitely, I'll definitely keep some of that on there. But uh, I might trim it back a little bit just because it's half an hour. But um, what can people do to check you guys out online? How can they find you? Yep. So and you could connect with me on LinkedIn, Jared Thomas, um, or you could go to the iPoolRank.com site. I'm also doing a lot of content there. We're doing stuff like Atomic SEO, which we're kind of similar to this. We're doing a webinar, bringing data. We just did something that's similar to this um, that shows the consumer behaviors and merging growth markets and stuff like that. So if you want the ebook, go to the website. Um, we're also doing Rankable, which is cool stuff like this. You know, we'd love to get you on there, Tim. I got to get you on there one day. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, man. So I'm um, doing stuff like that. So come to the iPullRank.com site. Hit me up on LinkedIn, Jared Thomas. You know, DM me, whatever, man. I'm super accessible. Absolutely, man. Lee? Yeah, same. So um, Lee Gall on LinkedIn um, and Lee Gall on Twitter. G-A-U-L on the last name. G-A-U-L. First name's easy. Yep, Lee Gall, uh, like Paul with a G. And uh, on Twitter, I'm not talking business. I'm talking trash. Um, (laughs) I'm pretty pretty funny on there. Um, And then, yeah, if you're interested in talking to me a little bit more about what we talked about today or... Um, interested in being a part of a podcast, uh, hit me up, let me know. Yeah. Um, of course, I'm still going to remain making content with my main man. Yeah, JT. man. And uh, so, yeah, stay tuned for all that stuff. And uh, if you Google me, I own the name Legal. So oh, man, I'm else, so nobody jealous. Nobody else can compete. Nobody else can compete with me. I'm so jealous, dude. Unfortunately, I got the namesake of a, of a Raider. Yeah. <laughs> Badass <laughs> football player. So, uh, yeah. But- yeah, I, I really appreciate you guys coming on. And um, as far as the listeners go, thank you so much for listening. Uh, it's Hook Agency. It's podcast put on by Hook Agency, hookagency.com, Hook Agency all over social. And join us next week. And uh, talk to you later. Bye.